Well, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on? Buttersworth, you couldn't hear me before, but I saw you were in the chat. Thanks for jumping in. Thanks What's for, up, Buttersworth? Thanks for jumping in right away. I hope uh, I hope you didn't get too upset when uh, Zuplex uh, started giving you shit. <laughs> so before we jump into everything, there is Buttersworth, you're absolutely right. There's an elephant in the room that we got to discuss, and I'm not talking <laughs> about my weight. Um, but before we get or into, or, or, or uh, zuplexes, before we jump into all that stuff, though, uh, just a couple of like kind of like just side announcements. Number one, um, the YouTube is blowing up right now. We're at 466 subscribers. We've added over 300 people in the last 28 days. And uh, just want to say thanks. We appreciate it. If you're Absolutely. here, if you're listening to this Thank on you YouTube everybody. or if you jump in, uh, if you're live on the stream, I appreciate it. You know, keep kind of like getting the word out. We're trying to, to kind of grow. We're a collective of basically just older dudes who grew up playing games and watching anime and all the movies and all the comic books in the world. You know, we all have full-time jobs, and we're just trying to kind of bring one, one place for everybody in the same kind of boat who just wants to kind of stay up to date and just talk about this stuff. I mean, you know, my one of my favorite things to do when I was younger is I'd go to the midnight showings and then stand around for like two hours after the movie and just BS about it and joke about it and whatever, dissect it. And uh, that's kind of what we're here for. That's what this podcast is for. So I definitely appreciate all the love and support that we've been getting. And let's keep it going. Uh, thanks, Buttersworth. Uh, thanks for the congratulations. Um, the other thing is Netflix lost over a million subscribers in the last uh, quarter. Which mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but I wanted to kind of throw that out there. Um, I think it's kind of a bad thing because I like Netflix's business model. I like the the streaming and binging. So I uh, just wanted to kind of throw out some negative news, and then, then, just to quickly go over everything we're going to talk about today is uh, we got Miss Marvel finale was last Wednesday. Uh, we decided last week, if you watched the show, that we wanted to wait till this week to dissect it. So, uh, Zuplex, did you watch? I did. All right. I did. All right. So we're going to have some shit to talk about because there was some. You know, while, Absolutely. You know, we'll give our own opinions, but uh, there was definitely some big implications from that episode. Um, this is basically the San Diego Comic-Con pre-show as well. It's a, kind of like a prep show. Uh, there's a lot of rumors out there, so I figure we'll go over all those. A lot. It's a wild amount a of rumors. Of and, and they're all wild. <laughs> They're all wild. Spider-Man No Way Home amount of, yeah. amount of rumors That's going That's definitely on true. Right and, uh, and then, firstly, though, Zuplex, uh, you've been a little quiet on Facebook today. And uh, I don't yeah. I want to know uh, if, if you saw the choice words the captain had for you uh, a, I, a I while did ago. see. I did see his feigned attempt at being tough, which was, I thought hysterical. Um, really, really was like guys walking around like the third villain from a co- from Cobra Kai, and he thinks he's supposed to intimidate me somehow. But he did anyway, like a third villain from Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah like come on, bro. The guys walking around his complex, like stop it, bro. Stop, just stop. He's embarrassing himself more and more, and it's only because I'm in his head because he knows what what's really going to happen here. Anyway, uh, I don't want to get too much into it. My my official rebuttal will be coming tomorrow night um because quite frankly i don't feel like i need to rush for the budget nick Merckx, so he can hold off on my uh on my answer to his little pathetic video wow so there you have it there you have it folks the zuplex speaks 
he breaks the silence. Uh, so if you missed it, anyone who's watching this on YouTube on the replay afterwards, if you missed it, uh, the captain basically issued a challenge to my man Zuplex here. Um, and a lot more than just a challenge, to be honest. He just talked a lot of trash. And uh, the goal, the the goal, I think, is to have a one-on-one gauntlet of matches and a few different sports games. Um, and the winner will donate all the the money that. Or I'm sorry, the winner will take all the money that's been donated for the event to charity, the charity of their choice. So Zuplex, if you if you want to accept the challenge, you got to pick a charity. The captain already gave his charity, and. Uh, we really, you know, besides the fact that these two guys are duking it out, the one thing I want to stress is that we really want to make this uh, really the biggest stream that we've done so far. Um, in the end, we do want to, we, it's really more about the charity. Um, I'm sure there's some bragging rights going on too, but um, let everybody you can know if they are not on the Facebook group, tell them to join. You know, let's let us grow. Let's let the charities grow. Let's let the donations grow. And uh, keep an eye out tomorrow for Zuplex's uh, response and rebuttal. Oh, I am going to be responding. Don't you worry. I will be responding to this guy because he is just off the rails right now with how insecure he is. It's amazing. Well, Captain, if you're listening, those are some fighting words right there. But uh, let's see. Let's let's wait till tomorrow and see what happens. Um, but all right, let, let's let's clear the air. Let's get the negative energy out and get the positive energy in. Miss um, Marvel. I thought you said we wanted to get the negative energy out. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess you didn't like it. I guess I can. Uh, uh, no. Um, so overall, like the show is pretty bad going into like the fifth and sixth episode. Right. I thought the finale was really good. Like you finally got to see the full scope of her powers. You, um, you know, there was a lot of like, you know, her dealing with her family. She f- finally became like not as unlikable. Like, right. Right. Um, you know, um, the stuff with her friends and the mosque and like really delving deep into like her background and her heritage. Right was really good um and like the community around her which has always been like the driving force to the miss marvel character the kamala khan character has been her community around her and how she fights for them and you finally got to see it i just wish it didn't take them six episodes to put that all together yeah. you know like the pacing on these disney plus shows is all over the place man like i don't know what they're doing like they can't get it together. Like it's really, uh, it's difficult when you're dealing with a character like Kamala Khan, right? Where you want to come out the gate swinging with her, and you gave us like four episodes of her being supremely unlikable. So what's funny, if if I can rebut that a little bit, um, I don't know yeah. if I would say that I thought she was unlikable. I just feel like they leaned a little too heavy into the teen or tween or whatever, like not, I wouldn't even call it drama. I mean, it was almost like they tried to focus so much, I guess in an effort to try and differentiate the character in the show from what we've gotten before, they really focused on the fact that she was a kid in high school and that can work yeah. in Spider-Man. It works flawlessly. They, exactly. me, they did a great job with it, but you know, it kind of, um, the problem is with Kamala Khan, it didn't feel like the, that aspect of her story added much to her character. Whereas with Tom Holland, Spider-Man, all the shit he was dealing with at school directly kind of tied in to what he was dealing with in life also. So yeah. it just kind of felt like yeah. you were almost more interested in that. 
Um, well, that's why like, I, I kind of disagree with you a little bit because I don't think they I don't think they focused enough on her being in high school. Okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe like, for the first episode. It was, they really basically, it. it was basically the first episode. Then after that, they really like just, just like, like the guidance counselor was in all the trailers. He was in the first episode. You never saw him again. Well, that's, definitely, like, that's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah, you only saw you know him once. I mean? like, it. it just seemed it just seemed as though, like at first they were like, "Yeah, we're going to delve into the high school aspect of her and this and the other thing," and then they just abandoned that immediately. I just feel like, like with all the Disney Plus shows right now, all the Disney Plus Marvel shows, I should say, there is a clear uh, disconnect in the pacing of the show. They don't, you know, I know that they're the goal is to write these six hour movies or write these you know five hour movies or whatever mm-hmm. to basically use the movie format and break it into a show. But it's clearly not. I wouldn't say it's not working, but it's. I would say at this point, I, I think it's safe to say it's kind of run its course, and they need to start making shows yeah. that are designed to be shows. I understand the crossover aspect of bringing the characters into the movie and whatever, but we don't need the the show to be a movie. We need the show to be a show, and they just have them pop up in the movies here and there. You know, like no one wants Daredevil yeah. to have a mo- have a movie style format. They we all love the show the way it was. And we still want him to appear in a Marvel movie. You know what I mean? So you're not yes. winning us over by doing that. And there's always like, yes, like that's, episodes that's in the middle that are slow. Good. I want I want a Daredevil show and I want a Defenders movie. Right. That, that, now that's how it should work. You know what I'm saying? Like I want, I want a Kamala Khan show and a Young Avengers movie. You know? Which you, you know, know I want what? the Kamala Khan Hawkeye shows and then give me a Young Avengers movie. With all these characters, and that's kind of what. Uh, so the idea, I guess, is that's what they, that's what the overall th- thought is, right? We got the Miss Marvel show, and then it's supposed to lead into the Captain Marvel two or the Marvel yeah. movie. But the show is like the, my thing is that we're all aware the show is leading to the movie, and it's almost like they're focusing too much on leaving those breadcrumbs rather than just giving us a show. One of the reasons why I like Moon Knight so much is because yeah, I want to see him in future stuff, but his show was his show. It started and ended yeah. on in Moon Knight on Disney Plus. Same thing with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Same thing with probably mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Like none of that stuff. I know they're all they all they all are going to lead into a movie at some point or, or some sort of thing in the future. But those stories yeah. were very concise and told well. You know, I do. Yeah. Let me ask you. I mean, a the, Go ahead. Sorry. That was the genius behind Moon Knight was because Hawkeye and, and Falcon and Winter Soldier kind of they were able to succeed on the strength of like, we knew those characters already. Right. Right. Yeah. You brought right. in Kate Bishop. <clears throat> um, but for the most part, and you brought in like us agent in the, in the Falcon and winter soldier series. But for the most part, like it was centered around characters that we already knew where moon Knight was a completely new character that I thought they did really well. I agree. You know, um, whereas Kamala Khan, you know, she's supposed to be a completely new character. And yes, like we know that she's going to be, tied in with miss uh, with captain marvel and the marvels movie but like why was it not up to snuff as right. far as most of the show but i think it's and again funny. and it's super strong like it did. i really i really enjoyed the last the last episode i so i enjoyed the last two i would say overall yeah. overall i enjoyed the show i just felt not that there was something missing but you know the the stakes were not really there, if that makes sense. You know, even though not everything needs to have these like world ending stakes, but I just kind of felt like uh, I I didn't care so much what was happening. I kind of enjoyed what I was saying, but I just didn't care about her plights, yeah. if that makes sense. You know, 
I mean, it goes back to what we've been talking about is that, like, we don't care about these new characters. We really don't. And, you know, again, no. I was actually having this conversation with someone at work. Like, I really like, out of all the, the Phase 4 stuff we've gotten, including the shows, including the movies, and I'm including Black Widow in that, Shang-Chi, big success. It's a character yes. that I love the movie. I really have very little complaints about the movie. And I'm super psyched to see where he goes going forward. And the end credit scenes left me amped for possible breadcrumbs and things that are coming. Um, yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home. Fantastic, obviously. You know, it did $1.9 billion. Like, yeah, everyone loves it. I rewatched it recently. My wife, she's not a big Marvel fan. And even she loved it. Excellent movie. You know, the end credit scenes were pretty much garbage, except for the Doctor Strange trailer, which isn't really an end credit scene. But the movie itself was fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, I like Moon Knight. You know, it's not without its problems, but I'm definitely interested to see where that goes. Uh, me, personally, yeah. I'm a fan of Eternals, even though it's a little strange to me that the way Eternals ended hasn't even been commented on any of the other properties. And it's like, well, that's such a major so thing, like... Problem. You know, that's the other problem I have, bro, with all of this is like, well, I'm sorry. So, so the point I'm trying to make is that's, oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Me, that's four things. That. That's right. That's four things out of all the stuff we got for phase four that I'm interested in, care about and want to follow up everything else. If they basically said, OK, yeah, you know, that's the end of that character and we're just going to move on. All right. I guess Loki, too. That's five things. It's like, OK, we got a lot of stuff and that's it. Like, you know, yeah. And only two of those I really have no complaints about, Spider-Man and Shang-Chi. Everything else, there's there's problems that, that I feel like they could address. So go ahead. Well, Loki was, Loki was pretty bulletproof. But see, the only reason why I don't I don't uh, lump it into that, that uh, like the same category as Shang-Chi and No Way Home, is that Loki, while I enjoyed the show a lot, it was clearly all set up. You know, mm-hmm. he, he didn't really go through some big story. His story happened in the first episode he went from evil loki to the loki that we know and then that was it what did he learn besides the fact that kang is you know that show was clearly set up for future storylines so it's like i can't really judge it until season two and and beyond you know what i mean i Um, I can see that but um but what i was gonna say is like your point about the eternals mm -hmm. like no one's talking about the giant celestial baby that was birthed from in front of millions of people. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. and then like the end of Kamala Khan is literally broadcast on all of social media. Right. And she's in Jersey city across the river from Spider-Man. Right. And at no point he's like, Hey, I should go check on this. <laughs> I guess that's the, I, you know, I guess in the timeline, right. Spider-Man at that point now, nobody knows who Spider-Man is. They know Spider-Man, but they don't know who the identity oh. is. That's, no, 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 but that's true. We, we know who Spider-Man We know that there's Spider-Man exists. We know Spider-Man exists. So, like, maybe and, he decided to keep we, a low profile. I, I don't really know. Because no one knows Peter Parker. Right. I right? will say... So, sorry, good. Why is he not, like, getting involved? <laughs> like, not just him, though. Uh, Captain America... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, um, Falcon... Oh, well, I guess we don't know that he's in New York. He could be in... Uh, well, he could be in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. So, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take it back. So. I'll take it back, what yeah. I was about to say. Um... Yeah, no, you're right, though. They they broadcast this, and the strongest superhero, one of the strongest superheroes in the MCU, physically, not, you know, maybe not with magic powers and stuff, doesn't come to help. You know, Doctor Strange he's is gone, problems, but Wong is still in New York. With, and he's got, and it's a guy that's had problems with, um, with damage control before. Right, so you would think he would show up. He would, he would know what's yeah. going to happen. Like, you, you would think he would be like, hey, let's, you know. 
I didn't even think of that. That is an excellent point. I didn't even think of that. That's an excellent point. You know, it's just, I don't know. They have to start figuring out ways to connect all of this material. Otherwise, I think we're going to get it. I think we're going to get it. We are, but it's happening too slow. I don't, I don't disagree. So because like, if you look at phase one, Mm -hmm. if you look at phase one, right at the end of Iron Man, we got the setup for Captain America. Right. Right. And at the end of Captain America, we got the setup. Well, no, at the end of Captain America, they did the whole, like, he's in well, nowadays time. It was, basically, the it was basically the tease for Avengers is what we got. Yes, it was Captain basically America. the tease for Avengers, right? Right. And then we got the setup for Thor at the end of Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, the so hammer. then Thor happens, and we get the setup for... That was another uh, Avengers setup. That was the Tesseract setup. Yeah, for the Tesseract, right? So each movie was setting up the next movie or the amalgam of all of the movies. Right, right. Now we're getting end credit scene that set up a movie that's not coming out for another 15 years. That's, what, <laughs> that's really what it feels like, though. It's like... You know what so I mean? It's like... I've said this before. I think that Phase 4, it seems like Phase 4 overall is more about the fallout and the repercu- and the repercussions of the Infinity Saga. And the idea is that there is no direct, like, this is the new threat we're building towards. And I, and I guess Phase 5 will be that threat. To your point, though, we're only halfway through Phase 4. So I don't think that's true. I think we're, we're done with Phase 4. I don't think... I don't, see, I don't know. Well, as, of, as far as we know, we're halfway through. Maybe that's the, one of the big announcements in, in Comic Con. I've right. said it before. I'll say it again. Stop with the phase shit. I'm over it. All right. Well, like, I think no, they should I stop. Hear that, I don't want to hear that this is that this was just Phase Four Part One. <laughs> if I hear that, I'm, I'm going to lose my phase mind. Phase Four Part like, One. I, I think I agree with you. I think they should stop. But what I think needs to happen is maybe starting with with the next phase. Right. They basically say, okay, we're done with Phase Four. And now we're no longer gonna have phases. We're gonna have like mini sagas, and they'll have the, yeah. the Kang saga, the um, maybe the Galactus saga, and I don't know the 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 spiritual saga, and that'll bring Blade in and connect him with Moon Knight and whatever. Yeah. And I feel like they'll do that, have the mutant saga and all that stuff, and all and all those different sagas will have their own stories, their own movies and whatever that we could basically follow whichever one we want. Or if you're like us, we're just going to follow them all because we're just assholes like that. And then that'll build to an eventual, like we've talked about before, Secret Wars, Avengers versus X-Men, or you know whatever they decide to do. And that'll be 15 years from now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which which I'm, I'm fine if that's what... The, like, listen, if... if I agree. I'm 100% fine with multiple, that. Multiple storylines, I'm cool with that. Just tell us that's what you're doing. Let us know so that we are able to understand... Okay... This storyline is going, or give us give us some more direction in the end credit scene, right? Right. I think so. We will. Like you, like you brought up before, Shang Chi's end credit scene got us all amped up. We were talking we about were that for weeks. Through. We were talking. Right? We were we're talking like, about this, for weeks. What does it mean? Blah 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 blah. Sorry, the whole world's on fire apparently by my place. I mean, don't um, they know we're having a podcast right now? <laughs> so like, but that but that Shang Chi end credit scene, as I agree, was amazing. And, like, you got to see him interact with Bruce Banner and mm-hmm. Captain Marvel and Wong and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, it led us to nothing. Right. Well, like, so, so far, right. 
Well, that's the other thing. I, so one thing that I think the MCU needs to do also. Well, before I before I get into that point, I just want to say Buttersworth just asked a question: Is Sony allowing Spider-Man to roam around the MCU? And that's an interesting question, Buttersworth, because I think the way it was left off is Sony could essentially take him back and say, "Okay, we're going to do our own Spideyverse." You know, screw you. But the movie also did 1.9 billion dollars. And it's going back into theaters to do more money. So I really feel like Marvel, Disney, and it's Sony are going to be stupid to just be yeah. like, yeah. I think they're 100% going to continue to use Spider-Man the way they're using yeah. him. Um, they especially- just have to renegotiate a new contract, that's yeah. all. And Sony's going to use it as a as like a bargaining chip. Like Especially with like- the fact that Morbius was horrendous. And yeah. in my opinion, Venom is garbage too, even though it remains popular somehow. Um, they got their backs up against the wall with this because, like, they know if if they put out like the big ticket item for Sony right now is putting out a Miles Mor- Morales movie, right? 100%. We all know it. Yeah, we all know it. Mm-hmm. We, all, we all know it. Like, it's not a secret. Whoever does but, it first is going to dominate. Like, if if Marvel somehow yeah. like convinces Sony, says here, I think if, if you're smart, right? If you're Marvel, Tom Holland's his his career is skyrocketing right now, so he's going to start asking for more and more money. If you're Marvel or Disney, you say here, Sony. You can run with Tom Holland. We set you up. He's he's now nobody knows who Peter Parker is. Do whatever you want, but give us Miles Morales. Let us use him instead. And then Marvel comes out with Miles Morales. They're gonna obliterate. They're gonna See, obliterate. Gonna the Sony. If I'm Sony, I'm like, hey, like, we want you to make a Miles Morales movie for us. You know, the, but this is what we want. We want X amount of money off this. We want X amount of money off that. I, blah, 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 I've been blah. saying this for years. I don't. After um, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and how well those movies were doing, even though Age of Ultron has its problems, I've been saying since then that if I'm Fox, if I'm Sony, if I'm Universal, I go to Marvel and go, "Look, we'll help handle the marketing, and you just make the movie, and just do, yeah. do what you do. Let us handle the marketing. You make the movie, marketing hire the actors, the whole nine, and then we, yep. you know, split the profit somehow. You know, come up whatever the negotiation is." Like, I don't yeah. get why they're still fighting for these. Sony clearly does not well, know what they're doing with the, with the uh, Spider-Man characters. They just don't know what they're doing. down to, on the last contract between Sony and, and Marvel, um, after Spider-Man 2, what Sony realized, what they, what they had given up in the contract was the rights to all merchandising. Right. And they got destroyed. They lost so much money on the merchandising side of things. So that's when they wanted to renegotiate. Remember where they were pulling out and they were like, we're we're not going to let, you know, Disney make any more Spider-Man movies and this, that, the other thing. Then they went back into renegotiations and they got part of the merchandising, right? For, for no way. So that was huge for them, but now they have to renegotiate again. So all of this is is just them figuring out what how big of a piece of a pie do you give like Disney's got to figure out how much of a big a piece of pie you give to Sony right. to let them use Spider Man and if it's worth it which I think it is you think it is we all think one hundred percent it is Spider-Man. again again I say this over and over again your three your three heroes that will always make money no matter what are Spider Man Batman and Superman yeah they will yeah. always make money 100 it's just it's it's just it's just how it is you know what i mean like they're always gonna they're gonna be box office breakers it's what it is you know ever since the toby movie spider-man's been crushing the box office every time a new movie comes out with it yeah 100 100%. You know? so, 
hundred percent. They got to figure it out. So, so speaking of uh, um, Marvel, still sticking with the Marvel stuff. Before we get into the Comic Con rumors, I wanted to t- uh, briefly talk about Miss Marvel and the her power set. So before we get into, we the, should talk about the end, yeah, well, the end of it, right? Before, like, well, before yeah. we get into the big reveal. Um, what did you think of the way they handled her powers throughout the show? I have a theory for for what I think is going to happen going forward, but just throughout the show that we saw so far, what did you think about yeah. those powers? Um, I didn't mind the the changing of her from being stretchy to having hard light powers um, that basically made her stretchy anyway. Well, in the end, that's like, what she did, right? Her hands just kept getting yeah, bigger. Yeah. Like, talk about well, not having creativity. She did the whole like giant Miss Marvel thing where she yeah. grows, you know, yeah. she gets taller, she got the big hands. She even like, said the word embiggen, which I was kinda like, did you didn't need to yeah. say what you wanted to do the <laughs> entire show. Now obviously you have to say it for it to happen. Like that was kind of silly to me. Yeah. It was a little silly. But I you know what? It didn't really bother me too much. Like I know a lot of people are like, you know, uh, upset about like, oh, she's not stretchy, they changed her into like a green lantern type yeah. of thing. Like it's not really that huge it's, of a it's also of not a different. I hate the Green Lantern reference because maybe that's how it looks on paper, but she didn't use it in any way, shape, or form like the Green no. Lantern. It's not like she's creating constructs no. where she's building wall, um, exactly. making planes exactly. and cars and all. She's you know just using the energy as, as almost like Iceman. You know what I mean? To me, it was yeah. literally like yeah. like a, a, a preliminary to what we're gonna see whenever we get an Iceman on screen uh, again. You know. I do think so. Just kind of jumping right into the biggest spoiler. Wait, hold on. Uh, Buttersworth says, uh, I know Tom Holland signed for three more movies and he gets 3% of the total gross of the movie. So he can thank Downey Jr. for that deal. I mean, listen, it's a smart play for him, but he signed on for three more appearances as Spider Man. Um, I don't know that he necessarily signed on for three more appearances in a Marvel movie. And, and I'm sorry, in a, uh, a Disney owned movie as Spider Man. He, yeah. he just needs to be Spider Man for three more movies. So that could be on the Sony side. And uh, if it's as bad as Morbius or Venom, then you know who knows how much money that three percent is going to get him. Again, though, exactly. I I agree with you though. I feel like if Sony said we're doing a new Spider-Man and it's going to be him and Venom in the same movie, even if even as bad as I think Venom is, that's going to do a billion dollars. People are just going to even go if see the that. movie's terrible, it's going to do a billion dollars. If they no put if they put Michael Keaton's Vulture, the shitty Morbius, uh, um, Tom Hardy's Venom with Spider-Man, Tom Holland Spider-Man. There's no way yeah. that movie doesn't do a billion dollars. So, you know, yeah. even if it's a bad movie, it's going to do so much money that they're not going to even realize that they did a terrible job. So They're not going to you know. care that they did a bad movie, no. dude. No. That's really what it comes down to. But anyway, so yeah. um, so my theory, the big spoiler, um, I know, Buttersworth, you haven't seen the show, but you're, you said you're going to binge it. I'm going to spoil it for you right now, just so you know. Uh, the big spoiler, and this was really the biggest thing to come out of Miss Marvel, was the confirmation, the official confirmation that mutants exist in Earth six one six, or I yep. think in our in the main timeline, essentially. Um, if you yes. so, if you didn't watch it, or if you missed it somehow, when you did watch it, at the end of the episode, uh, her friend uh, Bruno basically says to her that he just kind of rechecked her her genetic code, and even though her whole family has the same bloodline, she's the only one that would have had powers due to some sort of difference. And then he uses the word mutation. Mutation. Yeah, yeah, it's very <laughs> subtle. He uses the word Very mutation, on the mutation, and uh, and then you get it. We got a quick musical cue of the X Men theme, which was the same cue they used for Professor X. So there's your connection to Doctor yep. Strange. Um, so that's it. She's our first mutant in the MCU, and uh, yeah. it's been confirmed that that's legit that we what they were of. trying to go for. That we know of. That yeah, know of. she's the first confirmed you know. mutant, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Which means, though, so my theory is that essentially the powers that she has, you know, maybe they activated with that bangle. But I feel like at some point she's going to lose the bangle and have the stretching powers. So almost like this is almost like a, pre a precursor to her having the normal power she has in the comic books. I don't think they're going to stick um, with this the entire time. More than likely, it could be just a bangle and lock them. Exactly, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, know, we know from the comics that uh, the, the X-Gene that is what creates mutants um, is brought on by puberty. So right. we know right. that she'll, um, that, you know, she was obviously a teenager at the time. So, you know. What I find funny, you'll probably get this because you're a comic book guy. Comic book guy. What I find uh, funny is that um, in the so in the comic world, I don't know if anyone you know who knows this really, but when when Marvel started blowing up on the MCU side and in the cinemas and stuff like that, they basically made a push since they couldn't use any mutants to not focus on them, even on the comic books either. And they were still coming mm -hmm. out with the popular comics, but they were just kind of you know not marketing them as much, kind of pushing them back a little bit. And they decided that they wanted the Inhumans, which are basically the mutant, you know, another form of mutants to yeah. essentially be the new kind of major players so they could then take them and bring them to the MCU and basically have the same storylines that you would have with X-Men. And in that process, the fact that the movie never got made, it turned into a TV show, they don't even talk about the TV show. The only, I can't say the only Inhuman, but the only the main Inhuman that actually got popular and did well was Kamala Khan. So they kind of pushed her because she in was the one who was in the comics. The comics yeah. And I think I find it hysterical now and a little ironic that now in the MCU, all these years later, they're using that same character that they wanted to kind of be the face of Inhumans and kind of screw the X-Men in the comics. They're using her to usher in the first wave of any X-Men mutant characters we get in the movies. I think I it's just funny to me. No, it's definitely it's definitely um, an interesting dynamic they have going on with all this because – like you said, like in the comic world, they were really killing off a lot of the X-Men books. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were canceling wow. everything. They were canceling everything. And it was really the only the only book that stood stood around was anything with Wolverine. Yeah. And basically everything else was just like kicked off to the wayside type of thing. Yeah. Um and then yeah, they were pushing the inhumans. It didn't go over too well, like you know, I mean, the Inhumans have been there for a long time. Don't get me wrong, but they were pushing all these new Inhuman books, really trying to push um, Black Bolt and uh, Lockjaw and all of these different characters, Karnak and and uh, Medusa and all of them, and really trying to push these new Inhuman characters. Then they had the Agents of the Shield tie-in, the Inhuman right. show, which was. Terrible. Horrendous. What's funny um, is in Agents of Shield, the Inhumans actually were done well. They were done really well in Agents of Shield. Yeah, they were. They were. I mean, like, listen, when you when you make Quake and you make her an Inhuman, you know, um, she became super popular. Yeah. Everybody loved her in, in that show, you know. Um, and it was, you know, the the Agents of Shield kind of faltered for me after a little while after like they started doing the Inhumans thing just because it got like. It was all over the place. And well, they started yeah. Time jumping yeah, yeah. The time, the, other stuff. the time jump. I don't know if we were ready for that. If they had done that in Agents of Shield now, yeah, maybe we would have been ready for it because we're. I mean, that was just that, basically but... a way to push Peggy Carter, but like, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, it's just there was there was so much going on in that show itself. So now that we're sitting here on the precipice of mutants being brought into the MCU, and they're doing it through Kamala Khan, and it's so I funny. don't hate the idea. 
No, I think it's a genius idea. I mean, honestly, yeah. it makes sense. It was done well on the show. And again, this is this is kind of, the, in my opinion, the genius of Feige is that he didn't just announce, uh, you know, an X Men movie or a Mutants movie or anything like that. He wants everything to be organic. He wants to build into it. He wants to feel earned. So all we got was Professor X in a different dimension with the X Men theme. We get yeah. just a mention, a brief mention at the end of the season that she's got a weird mutation with the X-Men theme. And I'm sure mm-hmm. we're going to get a few more little breadcrumbs here and there confirming mutants more and more before we even get our first movie that has a full-blown official called mutant in the movie. And, yeah. you know, it, it, some people might get upset because it takes a long time, I guess, to get to the meat and potatoes of what we want. But it feels earned. You don't get that Avengers Assembles moment, Avengers Assemble moment from Endgame if you do it on the fourth movie. You get it when you go, you know, 24 movies in and it's a lesson that DC could take. I don't want to go down the DC rabbit hole, but, you know, (laughs) we got the death of Superman in his second appearance. And I wouldn't even call it in a Superman movie because it was really more about Batman and introducing the Justice League and everyone hated it. So they like that's just proof right there. You need to build it and give it time, you know? Yeah, you you definitely have to build it and give it time. Um, But you also have to give us something along the way. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Avengers Assemble works in Endgame because we had four other Avengers movies before that right. where he mm-hmm. never said right. it. Right. And you never where he saw almost them said it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where he almost said it, but he also they also never went up against a force like Thanos. Right. Right. So it, there was a payoff to that because we had seen these characters together, you know. We had those those building blocks but we also had those milestones along the way. Right. So right now we're getting building blocks with no milestones, which is a problem, you know? So if we, you know, if this is the start to mutants, which we all think it is. Right. And you know, I mean, we all kind of know it. Well, is they they, con- they confirmed it. The writers confirmed it. Yeah, they confirmed it. They confirmed it. So it, it is the start of mutants. Like you need to hurry up and give us some sort of, you need to bring in a couple X Men well, in the next couple of movies. So that's a good, uh, it's a good segue. Segue. Um, so <laughs> we can go right into um, the next kind of segment, I guess. I wanted to go over. So this, you know, this weekend coming up for anyone who doesn't know uh, is San Diego Comic Con, and for the first time in years, Marvel has officially announced that they're not only going to be there with some announcements, but they got a full blown booth. I mean, they're doing the whole thing this this year. The last time yeah. they did that, we got the official announcement for Phase 4 and hints at Phase 5. That's where they announced uh, Blade. They announced Fantastic if they, if Four. They, if all this is is an announcement for Phase 4 and a half and Phase 5 again, I'm going to lose my shit. Well, yeah, I don't blame you on that one. Um, <laughs> so with, with that, what I wanted to do is go over, you know, I found a, basically a list of just all the rumors. There's been a ton of rumors and leaks and kind of just prep for what we might expect Talk about what we want. So I'm just going to go write down this list here that I have, and let's just kind of you know pick this apart a little bit. The first one that comes up, and this is just a, a nuts uh, uh, theory, is uh, Steven Spielberg pegged to direct Fantastic Four. That's been debunked. It's already officially been debunked? Because I didn't see anything about it. I mean, I only did a yeah. brief research today. But... <laughs> I know a couple of these have been debunked. I know a couple of them haven't been. So um, that has been debunked. He was approached for a Marvel project, but turned it down. 
I can't see him ever wanting to do a Marvel project. To be perfectly honest, he's got I mean, a certain style where I don't know. See, no, but it would lend itself to a Fantastic Four movie if he if he. Uh, I mean, listen, man, he did Ready Player One. Right, right, and you like know. his shininess, like that sheen that he uses, would work well with the superhero team that takes place yeah. in like the sixties or seventies, like which is what yeah. I believe the Fantastic Four movie is gonna be. Um, but yeah, well, so. Well, no, I, I, that's my my guess is that's what they're going to be doing. I don't know about rumors or like that. So, um, yeah. but let's see. All right, number two, and this one I'm a huge fan of. This rumor, Anthony Starr. So for those who don't oh, know, this is Homelander. This, this is Homelander. Oh wait, that was debunked too. Well, no. Hold yeah. On. According to who was it debunked? All right. So th- here's the reason why it's debunked. What's they're up, side? Thanks for jumping Blade. in the chat, buddy. Okay. They're filming Blade and. Uh, season four of the boys at the same time. Well, here's what I'm going to say to you. We live in a world where um, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire spent a year and a half denying wholeheartedly that they were in Spider-Man No Way Home. And then, and then not only were they in it, they had a substantial part and arguably Andrew Garfield yes. won himself another Spider-Man movie. Yeah, but the fact that they're filming both of these projects at the exact same time. It doesn't mean is... anything, man. It doesn't mean anything. It's Marvel. I mean, this is you're talking about Disney here. They could literally have uh, Anthony Starr come off the set of The Boys, walk into a room with nothing but green walls, film all of his shit, and we wouldn't even know that he wasn't in the same room. Don't forget, I mean, they're talking about the same studio that put Captain Marvel in a room with Captain America, Thor, and someone else, and she was just in a big green room, and they all filmed their part way before she even they even knew she was going to be there. So like, I agree with all that. So, and I want Anthony Starr to be Dracula. Well, I don't think I even said what the rumor was. Yeah, Anthony Starr is supposed to be Dracula. Um, And in a future Blade movie, essentially, he'll be the villain for Blade. Anthony Starr, in case you don't know, he's Homelander from The Boys. Fucking excellent as Homelander from The Boys. He was also, I found, I saw him for the first time in a show called uh, uh, Banshee. That was, I think it was on uh, Showtime or I don't remember where. Now you can see Cinemax. Cinemax. Now you can see it on. I believe it's on HBO. Um, HBO Max. And that show was made by the guy who did True Blood. And it's basically about an undercover. Or he's basically a, a jewel thief that goes undercover, takes the identity of a sheriff. And then it just mm-hmm. kind of goes from there. It's a bonkers show. But it's got some of the it's best, violent. most violent action scenes. And he's great in that one, too. Yes, so he is. if you have time, it's worth watching. It's only a few seasons, three or four seasons at the most. An excellent, excellent show. But uh, that's the rumor that he's going to be Dracula. So Zuplex here is telling you it's not happening. Uh, I still think – I still hold out faith. I'm just he, telling you yeah. what I read. I'm just telling you what I read. Do I want it to happen? 100%. 100%, so I think yeah. he would be awesome, yeah. awesome He would be Dracula fantastic. Versus Mashallah Ali is Blade. That would be Let's, fantastic. Come on, man. I'm in, I'm in 100%. It would be a much better Dracula than uh, the, the flame guy from uh, Legends of Tomorrow as Dracula and Blade. Yeah. Right? So. <laughs> Dominic something. Dominic yeah, Purcell. Dominic Purcell. That's what it is. Uh, real quick, yeah. Buttersworth says uh, the only thing I know for sure that is coming out from San Diego Comic Con is the ten inch unicorn Funk Pop, which I guess you're going to collect, huh, huh Buttersworth? <laughs> and then Sight says I'd rather see him play Hannibal King. Nah. You, you want to see? Nah, I mean, that's not okay. Yeah. I, he would Mom be good as Dracula. Hannibal King, but I want him as Dracula. He would be a fantastic Dracula, especially for a comic book version of Dracula. Um, then we got the other one is the and this is for me the biggest one that I hope ends up being true. World War Hulk coming yes. as a four part miniseries to Disney Plus. So 
Which would make total sense. Makes total sense. I wish it was a movie. However, if they were to make it a movie, that I think they would have to give it two or three movies, and I don't think they they're going to do that. So they they can't, do they're not allowed to make it a movie. I know. Universal's, Come on. Universal, Universal needs to fucking still owns suck a dick the distribution rights say. to any standalone Hulk movie. So that's another thing. That's another oversight. I mean, that's why we got a version of Planet Hulk, Planet Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. Right. Right. Uh, not, it's because what the hell is Ragnarok? Oh my God, Ragnarok! Sorry. Listen, I type like <laughs> shit. You can't talk like shit either. Real quick, I apologize, Scythe. Uh, Buttersworth's the one who said he wants to see Anthony Starr as Hannibal King. I said it was Scythe accidentally. My mistake. Obviously, I can't read well either. So now here's my um, problem though with World War Hulk. All right. Yeah. It's it's too soon, and I'll tell you why it's too. I know uh, Mark Ruffalo is getting older. I mean, just because they're announcing it now doesn't mean doesn't mean that we get it anytime soon but we need we need so we in the comic book of world war hulk he lands on earth with the intention of just fucking everybody up he's got a small army with him and his whole thing is i'm gonna destroy every hero ever because you fucked me up and killed my wife and kid and he does things like rip Wolverine in half and throw him across the earth. Yeah. I mean, he he just obliterates Juggernaut. Like, he loses his mind and goes absolutely berserk. And, like, like you're not going to see that kind of intensity on Disney+. Plus. And they also have to – they don't have enough characters. I mean, I guess they do have enough characters. But, like, I don't know. I, it's not – it won't do it justice for me. And it's almost like I'd rather them just avoid it. Either until they have enough of the main characters that I want to see, or put it in a what if episode, make it like a four part what if thing, and then you could bring in as many characters as you want and just animate the whole thing. That's what I would prefer. Well, I think, um, I think they tell an obstructed version of the story. Well, they're right? going, they're like, going to have to change it up, right? I'm sure She Hulk yeah. will be a big part of it too. Yeah, like, like, look, we got Planet Hulk. It wasn't Planet Hulk, but we right. got a version right. of aspects Planet of Hulk, it. Right. you know, aspects of it and stuff like that. And I think that you they can do a similar thing with World War Hulk. Um, I think at the end of all of this, I really think we wind up with the Maestro. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think we. I think uh, that's kind of where I, it ends up. I think that's how you kind of get rid of um, what's his name who plays him. I don't. I don't remember the actor's I, name. I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember the actor's I name. I can't remember this guy's name for some reason. He's great too, um, but you, you don't need him anymore because you can CGI the whole damn thing. He right. never turns into Bruce Banner again, and he becomes the Maestro. That'd be amazing. Just, Mark Ruffalo. Um, Mark Ruffalo. That's wow. I don't know. Why I, I, I just said his name too. Um, yeah. So I think you, uh, if you did do a four-part miniseries of World War Hulk, I think it ends with him going off into the sunset and just being the maestro and just... I agree, and I think that um, we'll get a big hint as to if this is true or not. Besides, whether it's announced at Comic-Con or not, um, She-Hulk is only like a month away. And uh, in that show, we see that Mark Ruffalo makes an appearance, human and in Hulk form. So there's going to be some sort of explanation as to why he's switching back and forth again when, as far as we knew, we last left him off in Avengers Endgame, he was just smart Hulk the whole time. You know, like with with the Hulk, like would you rather see the Maestro or would you rather see Immortal Hulk? I think I'd rather see Maestro only because 
he needs to end it. Mark Ruffalo is not going to be doing the, the character very long, and I don't want to see a new human as the character. I don't think they're going to go full-blown CGI because it's too expensive, number one, and because they don't want to have to put in that much work. Um, so yeah. I feel like I'd, I think I'd rather see Maestro, let them end it on a high note, let them kind of, like you said, let them go kind of ride off into the sunset and then move on. You know, maybe you can adopt some of the future stories for Immortal Hulk, stuff like that, uh, onto, onto She-Hulk. Or, you know, there's a, who's the new Hulk in the comic books? Is it Cho? Yeah, uh, Totally Awesome Hulk. Uh, totally Awesome yeah, Hulk, David, yeah. David Cho. I think Joy maybe at Cho. some point you bring that in. Um, I haven't actually read any of his stuff, so I can't really tell you if it's good I, enough. I but. think they're gonna. I think they're gonna bring that in anyway, and they've already kind of laid the groundwork for that because his mom's already in the MCU. Right. That, that's why I'm thinking he that they're in, gonna do that. He was in Age of Ultron. Um, never seen again after that movie. So, well. godly knows. But um, I mean, they already laid the the groundwork for that. You can have that. You can bring in Red Hulk now that you're. You know, they're they're apparently doing Thunderbolts. So I think um, I think Red Hulk is going to be a, a obviously full blown CGI. We won't see him. We obviously won't see him changing in Thunderbolt Ross ever. Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to wind up being Thunderbolt Ross now at this point. Now that William. Oh, Burns, I didn't think of that actually. Yeah, I guess they could just hand off the the Hulk. You know, someone else get the serum or something like that. We find out Ross. Yeah, had a kid. They, they could they could change it up. Yeah, I mean, a brother, something like that. Buttersworth like, uh, wants to interrupt us. He says, uh, sorry to throw this off the rails. I just pictured a Flash Gordon remake with Anthony Starr as Flash and Gerard Butler and Prince as Prince Bolton, the Hawkman. Voltan, the Hawkman, who was with me on this. Uh, I don't know if Anthony Starr would be a good Flash, a good Flash Gordon. Nah, something as campy as Flash Gordon, you need like John Cena. You know who actually would be a good Flash, uh, Flash Gordon, I think? Uh, um, what's the guy from Magic Mike? Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum? I think he could pull it off. Mm-hmm. I think he could pull it off for sure. Um, one of the other uh, rumors, moving on from uh, the Hulk uh, talk, is, and this one I'm a big fan of, is Professor X being cast as, by Giancarlo Esposito. I fucked that I name like up it. real bad. You don't like it? I think he'd be a fantastic listen, Professor X. Listen, I love him as an actor. Um, I like him better in villain roles. Well, all right. I can't disagree with that. He's fa- every villain role he does is excellent. Every villain role he's fantastic in. Um, you know who would be good besides yeah. him? Uh, Lance Reddick would be a great uh, Professor X also. And I'm watching Resident Evil, that. so I'm kind of like just you know I'm getting a glimpse of what his like serious like mentor side is, and uh, he would yeah. be excellent, I think too. But I do think Gene Carlos Esposito could pull it off for sure. I mean, I th- look, I think he could pull it off because he's a great actor. You know what I'm saying? Right. But right. Um, I think. Getting away from the Jewish Holocaust survivor side of Professor X. Well, he is... he wasn't a Holocaust survivor. Magneto was. So was he in the comics? Not, uh, well, okay, yeah, in the comics. I'm I'm basing yeah. it off of the uh, the movie. Uh, you know, in the yeah, movies he the was movie. a rich British kid. Yeah, the, the, I mean, uh, let's talk about those X Men movies where they keep fucking up the X Men. But like, Scythe, you know, uh, he says that he's not a fan of Gene Carlo Esposito either. But he does agree with Lance. Right. So, you know. Listen, I'm I'm a huge fan of him as an actor. Again, like I said, I, I just think pulling away from the idea of of Professor X, you know, being the good, the good. I don't know. Maybe, I just want to see him as a villain. I guess. You know what? Like, I, I can see him if they don't go with know. uh with Gene Carlo as. Professor X, the guy that I've I've wanted for kind of a while now to take over that role is um, Mark Strong. From, I think Mark Strong is a very solid yeah, choice from from Kick Ass fame, and from and many I, many I other hate, places. He's he's just a great actor. 
and I kind of want Brian Cranston as as Magneto. Brian Cranston would be a great Magneto for sure. He would yeah. be a fantastic Magneto. Yeah. But I still think you know, Brian Cranston would make a good Doctor Doom. Excuse me. Doctor Doom. I, I kind of want somebody a little bit more like physically imposing. Not like right. yeah, I guess you could uh, not like Batista size, but like a little bit more physically imposing well, than a guy. Like Brian then you know what? I take it back. Then you know who I would want to be uh, Doctor Doom, and this kind of fits your physically imposing uh, aspect also. Um, Skarsgård, uh, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, from, yeah. from uh, the new Vike that Viking like I, movie that just I came can out. see him playing Doctor Norton. Doom, but you know who else I can see playing Doctor Doom? Who? Javier Bardem. Oh yeah, I mean he could definitely play Doctor Doom. What, about, what about him as Magneto though? Although his accent's too thick, I don't know. You know his accent's a little thick for Magneto. I don't think he could change the no. accent at all. You know what I mean? I, I mean yeah. you could always change Magneto's kind of origin a little but, bit. But, but making him from Latvia. With that accent, yeah. You know, Tommy Wiseau should pretty- play uh, Doctor Doom. <laughs> He's got the accent for it. <laughs> well, I mean that's my little fan casting for Doctor Doom, but well, Cytex uh, says uh, Walter White as Magneto and Pinkman as Mystique. <laughs> 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 Let's see. Hold on. Wait, my screen's not loading. What the hell? What happened? To my screen load. Load, you son of a bitch. Oh, man, I got to scroll through again. Hold on. All right, Gene Carlos Pazito, we talked about more Fantastic Four rumors. So we got, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just trying to scroll to get there. The rest of the casting for Fantastic Four, because I've seen some. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I still hear Krasinski as uh, Reed Richards. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, I um, heard Penn Bagley. So I'm reading that too from uh, uh, the Netflix show You. I mean that's not yes. that's not horrendous. It's all I feel like it's almost yeah. too young though for for Mr. Fantastic. A little young, you know? a little young. They'd have to age him up a little bit. But I love the choice of Melissa Benoist for Sue Storm. She's fan- she would be great for Sue Storm. 100 percent good. You know, uh, uh, like Na- Natalie Dyer. Not Natalie Dyer from Stranger Things would also be a good Sue Storm. Yeah. I, I I almost want to see her play Shadowcat though. Yeah, uh, she actually kind of looks the part more for Shadowcat. Yeah, yeah. I I'm also now the, this is for me the bigger casting or the bigger rumor for, uh, pertaining to Fantastic Four. In my opinion, is Bryce Dallas Howard directing the movie? Yes. And uh, she's kind of earned her stripes as far as any nerd property is concerned. Has this been confirmed? Because I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed. Um, it just says that she's a high favorite. She has been um, approached. Yeah. And uh, t- okay. to be honest, though, I feel like it, the way it sounds is that it's all but confirmed. And they're just going to kind of finally put that nail on the mm-hmm. head uh, during Comic-Con. So, but she sh- And she should get it. She, Like I said, she's kind of won... Won me over. Her Star Wars, anything she directed for Star Wars is excellent. Everything else she's directed has always been really solid. So, like, good for her. Let her uh, let her go. Let her get it. Yeah, she's a solid director. I, I like that idea of her directing Marvel's first family. You know what I'm saying? Because I think she could uh, do a lot with that. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, if, listen, if we got these castings with, with her at the helm, I think it's going to be good, man. Those are basically all the the rumors that I've read. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Um, otherwise, everything else is more of like trailers or like that that we think is going to come. But I wanted to kind of leave that more to. I think they confirmed Wakanda Forever trailer. 
Yeah, they, so that's almost like a given. I think we're going to see our first yeah. footage. I don't know whether it's going to be a trailer or just a quick teaser of Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy 3. Um, yes. Including some of the upcoming uh, Disney shows, like the I Am Groot animated show, the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. holiday special, um, the Secret Werewolf Wars, by night. Werewolf by Werewolf Night. Special. I feel like for the shows, we're going to get some, some a lot of like those, you know, now the new trend is that they do like the behind the scenes where they interview the, the actors. You see, you kind of get glimpses of the costume, but they don't really show you a trailer. I think we're going to yeah. get a bunch of that stuff for the Marvel stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, we, we, we know we have some good stuff coming because, like, we've, they confirmed Daredevil and Kingpin for the Echo series. Right, which is amazing. You know, know that we're getting a Daredevil and, series. And Jessica first. Jones is highly rumored to be highly in the Echo series. Rumored. Yeah, I think she's actually, she. there's a very big chance that she shows up in She-Hulk. I would love that. I would love that for sure. That her and Daredevil show up in She-Hulk. Daredevil should, right? Because She-Hulk's a lawyer. She's um, dealing with all that lawyer. Yeah, it would, it, would make, it would make sense, you know. It would be cool if, like, one um, of the, if she hires a private investigator and yes, even if we don't see her, but maybe like we see like the card, excuse me, and it's got JJ on it or something like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that would be cool. I think um, the the She Hulk series, from the way I gather from what I've heard so far about it, is supposed to be like a half hour like legal comedy every week, where she's basically the lawyer to superheroes. Right, which was like most of what our comic was at one point. That's kind of what it should be. That would feel a little different from what we've gotten before. And yeah, you know, if, yeah. They, if they do it right, it won't get boring. It won't have that lull in the middle of the of the season. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like if it's a procedural every week where she's doing like, yeah. you know, I would be in for that though. I'd be in for that. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we just absolutely. said that the shows need to be shows. You know what I mean? So I would be down yeah. for that. real quick. Uh, Buttersworth says uh, I would like to see Dominic West play Magneto. Um, he was asking if you think Magneto will be um, going to be old or like a young Magneto. And I think. I mean, that's the thing. Are they going all young with everybody? Are they going different ages? Like, I don't think. Don't know we're not going to get a first class kind of movie. I don't think we're going to get, especially especially if. Uh, one shots here. Hey yo! Oh, I got to get you on hey. camera. How do I get you on? Uh, I might just need to get your voice uh, one shot. I don't know if I can get you on camera right now. That's good. Just get my voice. Um, but I think, so what we were talking about real quick was, uh, uh, Comic-Con and in particular, uh, um, X-Men and what they're going to do with those characters. Um, I think that Marvel is going to give us an Xavier and Magneto that have been battling out for a while, kind of let them run the teams and be like leaders versus, you know, a first class where we have to see them kind of be friends and deal with all that kind of stuff. I think they're, I hope they focus on some X-Men that we haven't gotten before. Yeah. I mean, um, which X-Men do you really want to see? Well, for me, you know, so point? obviously I want to see Gambit. That's like a given. We haven't gotten a good Gambit in ever, and uh, I feel yeah. like he's a character that's just been ignored. I would also like to see Rogue, but a real, like, much closer to the comic book version of Rogue, not the teenager that just wants a boyfriend like they did mm-hmm. in the original movies. Um, otherwise, I think we're going to get your basic ones. You know, Storm, we're going to get. I would like to see them do a Cyclops and do Cyclops justice because he oh, could. We that's were, the, that's the rumor. Glenn, Glenn yes. Powell is Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. And I love that rumor. I think that's an, uh, he's an excellent casting. And that's amazing. The fact that Marvel, I would hope if they start with Cyclops, that would let, tell me that they're going to give him a, a, basically the Captain America role in the X Men, which is what he should have. 
You know what I mean? Like he's a cool, he's yeah. a cool character. I always liked Cyclops, and he just never, you know, was given his due really in the movies. He was always just some kid who would get angry and accidentally shoot lasers out, and then be upset that he's got laser eyes. Yeah, like yeah, he never got his due. He, he never, never got, got his due. due. So I would love Leader. to see that. Buttersworth yeah. says I would like to see the Jim Lee version of the X Men. I 100 percent wouldn't mind seeing that. That feels different. Jubilee yeah. needs to be brought into the uh, live action officially, like for real, brought into live action, not just a yeah. random character in the background. Um, so I, I think um, Omega so Red. Thing, Sorry, go ahead. I could list off uh, a whole bunch. Just, so like, yeah, you know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you tell me what you want. Be fantastic. Um, but like the Gambit situation, right? Like a lot of people were were upset that we never got the standalone Gambit movie. I'm not one of those people. I'm completely fine with it. Like I think he's one of the most overrated characters from the X Men that there's ever been. Because like, like people I don't love like him. At all. But here's the thing, like I love Gambit as a side character. Well right? so as, as like the shifty like Louisiana con man that throws cards and like jumps in the in and out of battle and stuff like that. Like as a side character, he's great. He does he's not the type of character that you could build a movie or a show around. See, I don't I don't I don't fully agree, but a big part of that is because Channing Tatum was so so excited to play the character the same way ryan reynolds was excited to play deadpool that i to me it was like okay give him the movie he you know he's going to do a good job because of how much love there is before the movie's even been written so you know i was down for that yes and no like it's not up to the actor always to do a good job like reynolds reynolds with deadpool was a different story because he produced the movie like yeah but Channing tatum was going to us so he wanted to do it all no he 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 wasn't gonna have it and fox was not letting him have a part of that movie bro yeah, they were. <laughs> well, no, but that's why it didn't happen. That's what he wanted, and they didn't want to give it yeah. to him. So, you know. Yeah, of course. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Fox isn't going to let them, him have a part of that movie because, like, I don't know, man. The, the Gambit thing has always bothered me a little bit because people, like, talk about Gambit like he's the greatest X-Men ever to live. Oh, no. And it's just, like... I don't think you could say you that. Know, but... Re- no, but that's the way people talk about him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, oh, we can't believe we didn't get a Gambit movie. Like... Who cares? Like he's, I just think that uh, he's a side character at best. I just think it's a different character. You know what I mean? We don't need another character yeah. based off the same group that we've always seen. What What do you think? One G- shot? You still there? I'm still here. Yeah. What do you think? What What characters? What X Men characters would you want to see? Oh fuck! I don't know. Not Gambit. <laughs> you know what I do want to see? Channing Tatum's in it. Well, uh. I want to see a real juggernaut. Like, and, and we sort of got that, I guess, kind of in. Deadpool two, if if you would call that a real juggernaut, but that's not. I like that. I like that version of Juggernaut, though. I didn't mind that version, but I want to see a Juggernaut that has a connection to Xavier. I want to see a Juggernaut that like is a constant problem. Better than I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. Hey, I love those those shorts on YouTube, and I love that he said that in the movie. (laughs) And I love Vinny Jones, so uh, I can't say anything about it. You can't tell me that that was a good version of Juggernaut. No. Well, the, the, I, you know why I can't tell you that? Because the only juggernauting he did the entire movie was at the very end for about 10 seconds. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't tell you that. Buttersworth says Channing yeah. Tate, yum. <laughs> Danny <laughs> McBride should play Morph. I would love Danny McBride as Morph. Are you kidding me? That's a fantastic choice. I can see that. 100%. I can, I can see that. But I want to see <laughs> – so, like I said, I want to see Omega Red. I, wanted, I want them to take the X-Men into space, really take them into space, not have them fly a random jet that's not made for space travel – into the outer atmosphere like they did in fucking Dark Phoenix. Like, you know, yeah. I feel like, honestly, I feel like if Marvel's smart, they'll do 
they'll give us an X-Men movie that doesn't even take place on Earth. Get off Earth. There's so many. Other, or, or maybe it takes place in, um, like, I'm drawing a blank now. What's the name? What's that, like, land oh, that, um. Wait. I did see another rumor. <laughs> there's about that. About Mr. Sinister. I would love Mr. Sinister. I mean, they teased him, yeah. but they never brought him in. Him and Omega Red are two villains that absolutely should have been brought into the yeah. fold. I would like to see them do another Apocalypse, but like really just do it the right fucking way. Apocalypse could be yeah. a Thanos level villain that everyone's got to team up to beat. And they, they yeah. you know, Oscar Isaac is a great actor. He's my boy. I love Moon Knight. But like he was the I mean, worst his fault. choice. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault, but he was not fault. the right choice for uh, uh, Apocalypse. They painted him like Ivan Ooze. It wasn't his fault, bro. Yeah. Like, like those X Men movies. Like it's like every other one was decent. Like no, that's what it was. Yeah, and it was like the even yeah. numbered ones. <laughs> yeah, we got like hot garbage, and then like oh, first class was actually pretty good, and then it was like hot garbage, and you're like oh, this one was pretty good, and then like and it, the, it, the, the optimal word the there is decent. You know, Logan yeah. was excellent. Yeah. Um, Logan was excellent. Got no complaints about Logan, except for they had no real villain, which was kind of bothersome. Like yeah. I would have loved this. I would have loved to seen like a saber tooth. That's a big miss right there. That's a big working miss. working for that that uh, whatever company that was. You it, know what I'm saying? Like Buttersworth says, Age of Apocalypse would be great for live action. 100, percent it would be great for live action. Not an Age of Ultron version. Like literally, have Apocalypse mm-hmm. be in charge. You know, had like have him win essentially, and go a few movies where people are dealing with this world where apocalypse is just taken over. Like, you yeah. know, and it, but that that could be argued as the same same thing with Kang though. It'll be very similar. Like they should have Kang win, and yeah. have a few movies where people are dealing with this fallout and trying to sneak around and whatever to figure yeah, out where to beat him. You know, what I would love is eventually for them to do Avengers vs X Men. I would love. Right. I, you have no idea. Like I got chills just you saying five, that. I would love that. Do the Phoenix Five, do Dark Phoenix first, then then lead that into Avengers vs X Men. I think that would be an absolute home run. That would be a yeah. A Talk about a billion dollar movie. I mean, that would shatter yeah, records. Shatter records. What other um? Yeah. Good, Steve. Oh, I thought Steve was saying something. What other um? Yeah, it looks like he muted his mic. What other movies? So, like, I think at this point it's kind of confirmed. Oh, what's up, Steve? Train wreck. Get there. Train wreck. <laughs> I think I think we're we're losing him a little bit. We're losing him. I think so. Hold on one second. I do think uh, some of the things that like so we know that most likely there's going to be a Blade movie. Or I'm sorry, not Blade movie, a Blade trailer. Um, we'll get more information on Fantastic Four. I think we'll get our first trailer for Wakanda forever. Um, and there's even a black uh, the Wakanda show that they're supposed to come out with. I think we're gonna get a couple of uh, um, maybe like scenes or confirmations for things like fa- um, casting for Fantastic Four. Maybe we'll get a confirmation of Taron Eg- Egerton as our as our Wolverine, um, which seems mm-hmm. kind of likely. Um, but I'm trying to think of what's something that you want to see as a surprise announcement that that people aren't expecting and that you yourself want what do you th- what do you want to see um kind of announced that um i i want uh, it's hard because they've announced so much yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like and like we already kind of know that there's so much coming so it's like hard for me to uh come up with something but i, I think i what i really want for them is 
to give us a clear cut like idea of each different storyline that they're planning on doing. Right. So you don't really right. care so much about them showing us new stuff. You just want them to make it kind of here. Here's the here's the the path well, going Because my thing is like there's so many rumors and there's so much announcements about uh, different new things that are coming out. Like we know Wakanda Forever is coming. Like you, right. t- you know, like we talked about. Like we know Deadpool three is coming eventually. You know, like would I love to see a Deadpool three trailer at Comic Con? Absolutely. But like we kind of know that that's not going to happen because they haven't started filming. Yet, to right? be honest, man, and this is I've, I've been saying this. Since Fox was purchased by Disney, I've been saying this is the big miss right now that Disney and Feige are doing. Ryan Reynolds should they should bring him into a booth somewhere in the Deadpool outfit, just like they used to do with um, with Stanley, and just film part after part, just little moments of Deadpool being an asshole, breaking the fourth wall, whatever, and put him in movie after movie as the new Stanley cameo. I don't even care if you put him in the Deadpool outfit and then give him a little mustache on top of the mask and glasses. Yeah. Like, like there's some Deadpool shit. It, yeah. it would it would literally be it would fit the character. It would literally yeah. just be a, a a good introduction to him being in the MCU. Fans would die for it. I don't think you even need a trailer for Deadpool 3. If I'm being perfectly honest, all you need for Deadpool 3 for, to, for the announcement is Ryan Reynolds again in the outfit sitting on like a chair somewhere with like a pipe and a little book and just let him verbally tell you, oh, Deadpool 3 is coming and it's going to have this and that and we're going to be about this. And uh, no <laughs> teaser, no trailer. That's just what it's going to be. And it's coming out on this date. And then don't even don't show anything about the movie. People will go see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? People will, will flock to the theaters for that. 100%. Oh, listen, I, I don't disagree with any of that. I think that's a genius marketing move for them. But like like we said, like everything has already been kind of announced. Like we right. know right. stuff's coming. So it's I, I wanna know. They gotta more have a surprise the, announcement. They gotta have a surprise announcement yeah, that we don't know well, about. The surprise announcement I, I really think is just gonna be fantastic for it. Like I think that's gonna be the surprise announcement. Like, fantastic. Well, meaning what, like we are just the, the cast They're probably gonna reveal the cast. In all honesty. Honestly, I'm hoping the surprise announcement is not necessarily Fantastic Four, but it's confirmation that Galactus is coming. Maybe maybe even like some sort of a, a concept art of what they want him to look like. That I would be I would be so yeah, down for. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to... Do you think they could actually pull Galactus off? 100%. Yes. Honestly, after yes. we talked we talk briefly a little earlier in the show about uh, Eternals and how it ended, that last scene where the clouds part and Arishem shows up in the atmosphere of our galaxy and, uh, or, you know, in the, in the, our solar system. And you could see him from earth. 100% is Galactus. I mean, that's all, that's what you need for Galactus. And they basically showed us it could happen and it could feel epic and intense. You know, we've also seen in the, what if show, there was a quick scene when, uh, the watcher and Ultron with all the infinity stones are fighting through dimensions. One of the dimensions Ultron is big enough to swallow a planet and he tries to swallow, uh, the Watcher, and then at the end of Thor: Love and Thunder, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, um, we basically see the silhouette of Galactus. You know, he shares the same silhouette as Eternity, but we see his silhouette just form, and it literally made me hold my breath for a second because I was like, "Holy fuck, Galactus is here!" You know, so I said the same thing. Yeah, they're clearly building yeah. up towards it. I just want the confirmation that, almost like to your point, uh, Zuplex, I wanted them to tell us Fantastic Four is coming. This is the director. These are the actors, whatever it is, and have them flat out say Fantastic Four is going to tease Galactus and he will be the focus for phases five, six, and seven across the MCU. And don't even tell us anything else, and that'll get me excited. That'll be enough. 
I mean, I kind of want them to to like be like, all right, listen, this is what we're doing. Like, we're doing, we're going to have a bunch of big bads coming. We're going to have different yeah. storylines, yeah. and it may be that uh, everybody meets up in the end. But this is what we're getting for right now. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Just make it and clear. Just, yeah. like, just just to make it a little clearer for us, so this way we can start piecing shit together and bring everybody out on stage. Be like, here, well, you here's your midnight do. suns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, here's your uh, Midnight Suns. Marshall Ali is Blade. Uh, Dane Whitman is the Black Knight. Uh, Oscar Isaac is Moon Knight. And you got, and here's our new Ghost Rider. I mean, think you about know? the applause they would get, man. Yeah. Oh, God, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Honestly, they're going to get a huge standing ovation just to be at Comic-Con. I mean, the last time they were there, they pulled out Natalie Portman, and she held up Mjolnir. So, like, yeah. and they got a giant applause there. Like, it's been a while. It's been years. We've dealt with COVID and lockdowns. People are ready for this. We're waiting for this. Uh, I think this is this is going to be one of the most exciting Comic-Cons that we've ever seen. And I, and I really think that there's going to be a ton of announcements for that. You know what I mean? Because of that. They're coming when's with fire. The, um, when's the... Uh, the Marvel panel? The, the panel is Saturday, right? Hold on, let me look it up real quick. Uh, when... When is the Marvel panel at SDCC? We're looking at Marvel. <laughs> Phase 4 and beyond. Panel starts July 22nd, 11.45 a.m. That's uh, California time. So that's what, 1.15 our time. So July 22nd is what day? That is Friday, it says. Okay. Oh, the first panel is July twenty second at one fifteen. So I guess they're gonna oh, have they're multiple. Doing multiple. This panel will cover all things. All right. So the first, so Friday is at one fifteen p.m. our time, Pacific time, is uh, all animation. So I guess we'll see what if, and that's where they'll show I am Groot and all that stuff. Then that's you, interesting. So they're splitting it. They're splitting okay. it, which means uh, so the fact that they're splitting it. Now that I'm reading this, the fact that they're splitting it means that there's gonna be a ton of announcements. I believe uh, Saturday, July twenty third at six p.m. our time is the flagship panel, the whole age panel, led by Kevin Feige. So that's the big one that we're going to have to try and watch live if we can and just dissect and react as it's coming, as the information is coming, excuse me, coming out. Um, and then do we have a third one? Uh, I don't see a third panel. Probably so not. Two panels, yeah. Probably just the two. So Friday and Saturday. Friday will be big, but Saturday is going to be the big dog right there. And, uh, you know, we're hit, we're almost at an hour and a half for the podcast, so this is a good spot to kind of end it and a good segue into the ending. Um, for anyone who jumped in, thanks for jumping in, guys. But uh, this was the the prep show. I just wanted to talk about it, get the juices flowing, get a little fired up. All right. Next Tuesday is going to be the, I guess we'll call it the after party, the SDCC after party theater room. And it's also episode 50 of the theater room podcast, which is fucking huge for me. Um, so we're going to be dissecting everything announced. We're going to talk about every trailer announced. It'll probably be a long episode. Um, you know, dial in and get ready. Take the day off if you have to and uh, uh, prepare yourselves. Um, we're going to try and get as many of the GGN crew in here as we can. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot going on. Uh, um, and then also, uh, again, keep an eye out tomorrow on Facebook uh, for anyone who hasn't heard. The captain has issued a uh, challenge to Zuplex, and uh, we're still waiting on Zuplex's answer. He won't tell me here. He won't give me the scoop. So we're going to have to wait till he uh, gives it to us tomorrow. Nah, some people got to wait for, for news, you know what I'm saying? I don't like it. It's a 24-hour news you. cycle, right? We need to know this. I is told you. I told you. 
I told you the budget Nick Merckx has got to wait for my answer. You heard it here, Captain. You heard it here, buddy. Uh, Scythe Buttersworth, thanks for jumping to the chat. Anyone else who jumped to the chat, I appreciate the support. And if you haven't done this, or if you haven't already, like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitch. Really, the big the big dogs are TikTok, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. But we are everywhere else. We're on oh, on YouTube. Um, I thank you again for the growth on YouTube. We're all pretty pumped on on the back end, uh, uh, and we have a lot of things planned. Um, and yeah, keep an eye out. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. I got the blood pumping, uh, Buttersworth. We'll see you guys next Tuesday on Theater Room Podcast, episode 50. And in the meantime, we got other shit that's going to be coming out. More YouTube uh, reactions and uh, more uh, shit talking, I'm sure, between the captain and uh, Zuplex over here. And uh, we'll see you guys next week, man. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for jumping into the chat, into the, the podcast. I know it was kind of towards the end. I appreciate it. And uh, Zuplex, thank you, man. Always a pleasure uh, spending an hour and a half talking a nerd pleasure. shit with you, my man. I love it. Yes, they are. I'm telling you, they will. I'm telling you.